1: Hello, you are listening to 3CR's Spoken Word, and I am George O'Hara, and this week we have the second half of Paul Skek at the Night Heron live, and also live we have Tariro Mavondo at uh, the Sloth Bar in Footscray. Now, we are going to run out of time because these are fairly long sets, so I'll get straight into it. So let's start with Paul Skek.
2: A rocket typology. I probably should have started with this one because it explains what a rocket is, or the many forms of the rocket, or some of the many forms of the rocket. A rocket typology. Models. Balloon rockets, water rockets, sky rockets, small solid rockets. Missiles, the kind fighter jets and warships use. Space rockets, really big missiles aimed at space. Rocket cars, the ones they run in the desert. Rocket bikes, possibly fit on a dragway strip. Rocket powered aircraft, including rocket assisted takeoff. And speeding up even more. Rocket sleds, crash test dummies use these. Or will ride these questions. Rocket trains. Rocket trains. Only in 1920s German experiments. They didn't go far. Rocket torpedoes. Yes, underwater rockets. Super fast, super cavitating underwater rockets. Rocket powered jetpacks. Real world rocketeers. Great in space for EVA. Rapid escape systems. Ejection seats and launch escape systems. Space probes. Collections of tech we slingshot to other planets. Ah, this one is super short, so you'll love it. (laughs) But not as short as the super, super short ones, the nano shorts. It's called Up in Smoke, because I like short titles. For all the smoke, for all the thunders, For all the shining light, some rockets fail to launch. Some rockets twist and flex too much, flames, red, yellow, blue, flowing up along the spindle, rising, yet veering and falling slightly. Some rockets fail to launch. And as per usual, I meant to keep track of how long I've been going on for, and have
1: no idea.
2: So I tried watching an Apollo, the Apollo 11 launch. Well, I did watch the Apollo 11 launch several times. Recently, here's some impressions. It's called Apollo 11 launch. First Earth revolution, it will launch through the window. The launch vehicle has been tested, batteries ready, propellant charged. Telemetry ticking, launch control cycles, cameras. The main stages are smoking. Spam in the can, crammed in a capsule. 100-pound thrusters for manoeuvres in space. They've had an astronaut's breakfast. Steak, scrambled eggs, toast, coffee. I'm an astronaut! Standard astronaut fare on a launch day. It's a beautiful launch for a beautiful morning for a launch to the moon. It's a beautiful launch for a morning to the moon. Yeah, that could work. Three quarter million gallons of propellant on Saturn V's Pyrotechnics protected. The crew capsule, wrong way. From catastrophic rocket failure explosions. I think I lost a line in translation. Capcom is in the loop. Countdown, system check reports awaiting firing command. All supervised by the master computer. The vehicle's three stages are pressurized. A Saturn V is huge. Once those first stage main engines fire up, ignition from a campfire flame, the red and yellow flash billows of clouds sucked into the exhaust. She rides from the launch pad, inching toward the stars slowly, heart-stoppingly slowly, yet inexorably speeding up. The exhaust plume is now twice as long as the ship. It was weird. It was while I was typing all this stuff, whenever I typed Launchpad, it gave it a capital L. Is there a band called Launchpad or something that I don't know about? But uh, oh, Hang on. I think there's like an application or software or something. Something called Launchpad. Sounds vaguely familiar. It's a word. Oh, it's a word. <laughs> Brilliant. 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 Um, Crazy Me found a list of all the space flights since 1944. I started. Look, the the title is almost as long as the poem. And that, that, that gives you a sense of how successful this poem has been. It's called, An Attempt at a Timeline of Known Space Flights. Subcolon, semi-subtitle. Pretty much all using rockets, in which degenerates quite quickly into a mere mentioning of some of the more well-known rockets of our times. Real ones, not the fake ones, (coughs) fictional ones. (coughs) 1944, five Nazi V2 test flights. 20 June, a suborbital V2 is the first known man-made object to cross the Kármán line. Every time I think of that, I think of the Volkswagen car, though. The the Carmen, it's like a line of Carmen gears up in space. You shall not pass. All right, you can pass. But in a German accent. 1945 nothing to report everybody too busy wrapping up world war ii 1946 16 us v2 suborbital flights 7 november launch is notable for guidance failure at two seconds missile turned sideways flew horizontal and was destroyed 7 november is now my brother's birthday 1947, again, 16 V-2 suborbital launches from White Sands. 6 September, first shipboard missile launch, apogee, one kilometre. That's, like, high. High. 1948, 18 US V-2 and RTV N-8 launches, plus something called Bumper. 10 Soviet R-1, commie copy of V-2 launches, uh, suborbital launches from Kapustin Yar. Kapustin, yeah! Yeah, Yeah, comrade! Kapustin, yeah! R1 maiden flight, 17 September. 1949, more V2 and bumper and and RTVN8 suborbital launchers, a bunch of Soviet R1, R1A, R2Es, plus a couple of US Hermes 2 shots. 1950, seemed to be the year of the RTV N-10, and also the U.S. Viking and Soviet R-2, 1951-56. I'm just going to list a bunch of rocket names for dramatic effect. Uh, this is going to be a workout. V-2, R-1, aero B, RTV-A-1, R-1V, R-1B, Viking, aero B, RTV-A-1A aerob rtv a a one AeroB-RTV-N-10 Viking, viking 8 Airglow AeroB-1 R2-R-2 I wonder if that's where they get the name R2-D2 from, from the, the <laughs> Russian R2 rockets. I'm sure. AeroB-XASR-SC-1 Grenades, full caps. A rocket called Grenades! Why? Must have been American. Sphere, full caps. That must have been like for a Bond movie or something. Viking 9, R5... R11, Zimlia. AirGlow-3, AirGlow-4. Deacon, Raccoon. Yes. They put a rocket on a raccoon. <laughs> Bastards. SUI-14, Eglo 5 Sun follower Veronique-NA. Um, I'm guessing that was a French rocket. Or, uh, yeah. Viking-10, A-1, R-1D, SUI-24, SUI-29, SUI-32, NRL-11. The Football League got a rocket. LK1111R11 FM Zemlya, you're listening to space radio. <laughs> Stay tuned for more space tunes. I crashed and burned at 1956. There are so many rockets! Here are some notable post 1956 rockets the X 17, Vostok, Soyuz. There are so many rockets! Skip to Project Mercury. All the Project Mercury fellows were born in the 1920s. Technically not rockets, but. They were born in the 1920s, all of them. They rode Redstone and Atlas rockets, Saturn V, Apollo missions, Proton, Ariane. There are so many rockets. The Chinese Long March. But the coolest has to be the space shuttle. But now we have the Falcon Heavy. Uh, Kendra likes this one so I'll do this and then I shall be Kaputsky. My favourite famous fictional rockets. Favourite famous fictional rockets. I surely didn't read that out loud when I was typing it. (laughs) If there is a veritable forest of real rockets, then fictional rockets are like a forest planet. Taking pride of place in the tropical island section of this rocket forest planet are the Thunderbirds, the space-age story of tomorrow, told in a wooden way, an international rescue organisation that uses rockets to get to disaster quickly, the rockets of Tracy Island, Thunderbird 1, your traditional projectile-style ship with red-nose cone and retractable wing stubs. Thunderbird 2, the cargo rocket, dark green and going slow with a heavy load. Thunderbird 3, that sleek and sexy dart with a triangle of outrigger rockets. Thunderbird 4, the underwater rockets, rocket-powered submarine. Thunderbird 5 is a space station, man. It probably has rockets for changing orbit, getting space pizza, kebabs in space. I keep asking Jerry Anderson what happened to Thunderbirds 6 through 13 still no answer Way off in the middle of our rocket forest we have our Rocket to the Moon, Dr. Zarkov's rocket ship from Flash Gordon, Fireball XL5, Planet Express style rockets, you know those kind of curvy ones with the, yeah, which are not far away from space battleship Yamato, and who could forget Starbug from Red Dwarf, the jolly green giant BB-8 <coughs> style rocket. Serenity, a Firefly cl- class transport vessel, or the rocket ship from Destination moon, the escape rocket from when worlds collide. Very similar too is the rocket Tintin took on his trip to the moon. First reporter on the moon. Yes, the moon forest rockets are quite a sight to behold. In a heavily armoured forest is the great beast, the Battlestar Galactica, that mighty ponderous behemoth rumbling, steadily rumbling across the scene, the last Battlestar in the universe. Until Commander Kane pops in aboard Battlestar Pegasus, two fracking Battlestars with the most humongous rocket engine nacelles you have ever seen until you're transported to a long time ago in a galaxy far, 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 far over there, dodging ponderous elongated pyramids in space, tangling with the dread Imperial Star Destroyer. You simply can't talk fictional rockets without mentioning Professor Fate with his rocket-powered Hannibal Twin 8 car, packed for sabotage, but not as cool as Dick Dastardly's Mean Machine, number 00, the purple-powered rocket car. 19th-century fictional rockets created by your Jules Verne, H.G. Wells type, tended to look and read a lot like big building-size artillery or cannon shells. Then again, 1950s rockets in fiction were like engorged darts, pointy, bulbous, stubby-ended things with three fins.
1: And that was Paul Skick live at the Night Heron. So about the poetry scene in Melbourne, uh, as I've mentioned before, there is so much stuff on. So go to melbournespokenword.com. Uh, go to the events page and check out all the shows that are there. There's tons of them uh, that are on. So I highly suggest that you go and check that out. That's melbournespokenword.com. Uh, so next up is Tereiro Mavondo live at the Sloth Bar. So let's have a listen to Terro.
0: See you then, The hips that cradled man and let him loose is before parrots were made kings, before stained seconds and dirty fences. I, I, I studied you in dolphin. All the angles of you, I dug deep into the grove of your nails. I sipped the neck of your ocean and you sat, you sat with night on hard roads. You, you were life. Assembled from water, a mesh of light in the eye of the universe a storm, a sleeping sun. You are known by name, and you are here to chase the land back to the ocean and reverse the, clan, the clan's curse. You are here to chase the land back to the ocean and reverse the clan's curse. I Um, owners of this land if we could enter this space and share our expressions. Um, And so I had two intentions today. I was like, I want to do something that um, is going to test me and challenge me and then I want to have fun. (laughs) Um, And so I'm going to do something called Motion Theatre which I learned in California um, by an amazing woman called Nina Wise. And it's pretty much improvisation, but you've got points to hit, but pretty much it's like get yeah, improv. Um, and the idea is that you're writing your story as you move. Um, so uh, yeah, it's kind of like instead of you know sitting on a um, sitting down and writing on a piece of paper, it's like you're actually writing um, through movement. Um, so that's that's the style, um, and it's very personal. It's about what's happening right now in your life. So um, that's another thing that was pretty scary. So yes, um, I hope uh, we can kind of enjoy it together because I don't know what it's going, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, you are kind of going to dictate that as well. And also, if you want to make sound, please do at any point because I love that. Um, oh, we're excited. <laughs> yeah, we um, yeah, please, at any point, if you feel like you want to like um, uh, support through sound, or through singing, um, or even through movement, if you feel like you want to get up and move with me, you're welcome. It's an invitation. Okay. So... I wasn't quite sure what I was looking for yet, so I kind of left that. I went to Lentil as Anything <laughs> in Thornbury on High Street. I met a gorgeous man. He had dreadlocks and he had big monsters. <laughs> we had known each other growing up since I was a little girl. But it was like we just weren't quite meeting each other at different levels that we would meet. But when I went to Lentil as anything the other day, actually it was <coughs> yesterday, yeah. we connected on another level with lentils. He was having cauliflower, and broccoli, and quinoa, and all that sexy stuff. I was having tofu, and black beans, and the not-so-sexy stuff. But he reminded me that it's all about connecting to each other. And his name, in his language, means hope. And my name and my language means hope. So of course my busy brain then thinks, oh maybe he's my he's my he's my, my soulmate. So I had to let that go. And go, no. Live in the now. So I met a lot of gurus by Curbside streets every day. I met a guru by the name of Uber, Uber driver. <laughs> and he told me that joy and happiness is a collection of the small pleasures. told me that seeking validation from the outside constantly okay. Being white is okay. Why is it fine? It is okay to be white. Of course it's okay to be white. What else? permit to be cautious. The 18, 118C Amendment Act. Mm. Giving permission, freedom of speech, to discriminate against another person. That makes me Anxious. What else makes me anxious is white women, <laughs> <laughs> white women who call themselves. Feminists And with slogans like women are the niggers of the world. <laughs> 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 niggers are the niggers of the world. That makes me anxious. Then. Where the intersectionality at? Where are at? I was in um North Fitzroy, North Fitzroy, which is where I'm at the moment. North Fitzroy. There's a tram tracks, There's Peter Montes with all the fancy food, grapes, eight dollars. Um, and I was at a hipster cafe, and they were playing Ethiopian jazz. And I thought about cultural appropriation. I thought about to go to Meredith and wear headdresses and don't and, 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 and remember that these are people and they have a history and they have a civilization, but a headdress means something. I was at the Jamaican festival eh? yeah. <laughs> Would you be loved and be loved And end of it though. A white guy, a friend of mine, was wearing a Palestinian scarf. And a black brother, a friend of mine, put his fist up as a sign of black power, of solidarity. Now the white guy wearing the Palestinian scarf had no idea what this black brother was talking about. So the black brother said, you're wearing a Palestinian scarf and you, know what you, you don't know what you're talking about. And you go back to give you a And so the white guy was like, hey, I'm from settler, settler background, and Australia's my land. And the black brother was upset, and it just reminded me how We don't talk about this stuff, but we don't have sophisticated language that we're like babies when it comes to this kind of discourse.
1: And unfortunately, that is all we have time for this week. So until next time, this is George O'Hara for 3CR's Spoken Word.